Blog Talk Radio. Hello, welcome to Live Natural, Live Well. I'm your host, Heather Lounsbury, also known as Doc Heather. Thank you for joining me today and my very special guest, Kathy Freston. I will be having her on in just a moment, so please be patient with me. First, to let you know, for first-time listeners, I am a doctor of Chinese medicine and nutritionist and the author of Fix Your Mood with Food, so definitely get a copy today. I am also available for phone consultations anywhere in the world, so if you want help in going plant-based, or just want to be healthier, I can definitely help. So be in touch. You can go to my website, livenaturallivewell.com, and get my t- contact info there. And feel free to follow me on Twitter at DocHeather. I'm really excited to have Kathy on today because she's written several incredible books, and I think this might be her best one yet. It's called Clean Protein. And I loved it. I read it in literally two days. I couldn't put it down. And I actually learned quite a bit. So for even old timers like myself. So hopefully uh, you'll get a lot out of the show today. Let me go ahead and bring Kathy on. Kathy? Hi. (laughs) Hi, how are you? I'm very well, thank you. I'm happy to be here. I love your show, so I appreciate you having me on. Oh, that's sweet. Thank you. I'm glad we could do this again and promote such a great cause, obviously, and an incredible book that you've written. Oh, thank you. Thank you. My my partner, Bruce Friedrich, and I from the Good Food Institute, we were kind of obsessed with the idea of protein, so um, we had a great time writing it. Yeah, I, I can definitely tell. Um, but for my listeners who might not know much about you, if you can share a little bit about your story and how you got to be a well-known author and vegan advocate? Well, I I grew up in a small town, uh, Doraville, Georgia, and uh, if you would have told me that I would be a wellness activist um, or a food activist in my adult life, I would have looked at you like you're crazy because I, I grew up eating every kind of meat and cheese and creamy sauce that you can imagine, whether it was barbecued ribs or chicken fried steak or um, just burgers at the local you know pub. So <clears throat> it's definitely not like I popped out of the womb <laughs> with an awareness about food. Um, I, I wrote two books in my early career about relationships and I was planning another book, uh, to talk about meditation and, um, all the different aspects of holistic wellness, because I think wellness, and I know that you're all about this too, wellness is not just, you know, good, healthy labs. It's also happiness. It's also uh, feeling connected to your community, feeling like you're on purpose, doing the best that you can. So I wanted to write a book about holistic wellness, and I realized that I didn't have uh, a lot of awareness around the food that I ate. I had written two books on relationships that were all about increasing consciousness and awareness so that you could bring that consciousness into relationships, find a, a higher quality or uh, improve the quality of your relationship. And so when I applied that same rigor to my next project, I realized I didn't have 
a lot of awareness around food. And so I challenged myself to start watching videos and reading up and looking at the science um, to see what the food that was regularly on my plate, what it was doing to my body, how it got to me, uh, what were the repercussions in the world, and uh, I, I was sort of forced to open my eyes and think about whether or not I was okay with those choices, the foods that I was eating. And it turns out it was pretty disturbing. I, uh, I really, I, I watched some harrowing videos. I talked to some undercover um, um, journalists who reported on uh, slaughterhouses and factory farms who saw, you know, up close what was happening to animals on a very regular basis. And I thought, okay, I really don't uh, want to be someone who participates in what I'm, I'm hearing about and seeing. But I really don't know the first thing about moving away from eating animal food because I thought, you know, I had always thought that animal food was good for you. I thought, you know, we all need protein and I want to live a long time. I want to feel powerful in my life. I want to feel strong and vital and I want to feel like I'm part of my community. And as Americans, we eat meat. I eat meat. And so it was <clears throat> it was kind of a, a, um, a huge goal of mine to be someone who doesn't eat animal foods. And I thought, okay, if I don't want to screw this up and if I want this to be something that actually sticks, I'm just going to point myself in the direction of someone who doesn't eat animal foods and I'm going to lean into it. I don't know how I'm going to get there. I don't know what I'm going to eat. I don't know what I'm going to do about my health because I was convinced that I would, you know, take a decade off of my life and I would be sickly and I would lose my muscle tone and and have no energy if I stopped eating animal protein. Um, But I thought, you know what, I'm just going to lean into it and I'm going to do the best that I can. Well, lo and behold, you know, as I leaned into finding plant-based choices and cleaner proteins, I um, which I, I I know you and your listeners have have probably looked into it as well, but I, I learned so much about health and how animal protein is detrimental to our health if you know we eat too much of it, and most Americans certainly eat too much of it, and um, and in fact, in, instead of taking a decade off of my life, I would likely add a decade to my life. Instead of um, getting sickly, my immune system got stronger, and I um, my labs came back so that I was, you know, my cholesterol went down, my blood pressure went down, um, all my labs started looking really great and I slimmed down and I got more muscle tone and my face, you know, looked better. I had had adult acne and all of that stuff cleared up. So I leaned into it little by little and um and I, I could tell you more but I, I you know, it's it's just it's just been the best thing I've ever done in my life and that's why I'm kind of obsessed with the idea of clean protein because it does have such far-ranging effects, not only on our personal health, but our collective uh, health and well-being as well on the planet. Yeah, that's so well said. And 
one of the things I really appreciate you is the leaning into it is because I, it took me and I feel really embarrassed to say this, but I was vegetarian for about 20 years before I finally went hundred percent plant-based. Um, so I, I had a very slow <laughs> lean into it. So anyone well, that's who feels the thing. Everybody has their, you know, yeah. everybody has their own path. Everyone has their own speed, their own process. And I so respect that because if somebody had told me when in the beginning of this process that, you know, I should do it one way or the other or I should do it at a certain speed, I would have been defensive and I might have moved away from it and I might not have been ready and then just rejected the whole thing. So, you know, you, you, you just don't know someone's, someone's reasons. And also, as you know, it's so much easier now than it was 20 years ago when you were a vegetarian. Yeah. Or, you know, for most people when they ate meat, it was like so hard. The, there wasn't that much of a diverse choice out there in, in this country to, to eat vegan or plant-based or vegan-ish or whatever you wanted to call it. So... Times have changed, you know. This it's it's a different culture now, and it's so much easier and so much more widespread and accepted, and even hip. <laughs> it's turned yeah. it's turned from being fringe and kind of granola hippie to it is so hip. I mean, athletes are taking on this way of eating, and celebrities, and you know, all kinds of people who are into. Um, sports and performance and the way they look and everything. So it's a different world now. Yes, thank goodness. And I'll, I'll add to that, my 80-year-old mother will go to vegan restaurants. She's not vegan herself yet, but she goes to vegan restaurants without me around, <laughs> which shows oh my gosh. how, how times, times have changed. <laughs> I love that. That's so great. So great. <laughs> Isn't it? Um, yeah. So let's let's talk about clean protein and your amazing new book that you wrote with Bruce. Um, there's, there's so much information about where we can get protein from and debunking all the myths and everything, but what was the biggest surprise for you in researching the book? Well, the biggest surprise to me constantly is, you know, how much this myth uh, is out there that protein is meat and meat is protein. That's just, they're synonymous. And when you really look deeply at, you know, foods that are grown in the ground and on trees, there's just tons of protein. And it's it's stunning to Bruce and I that Americans still think that they need to, like, bulk up on protein. We get at least twice as much protein as we actually need as Americans. This is not to say I don't enjoy my protein. I really do, and I'm a big believer in getting lots of it. It's just you want to find out what the right kind is, you know. So we're obsessed with protein, but there's different things to consider when we choose what kind of protein to consume. So like Harvard says, it's it's the package, the protein package. What comes along with that protein? So for instance, how much cholesterol goes along with the protein? And is that protein in inflammatory to the body? How many pathogens or antibiotics might be lurking within the tissue? What kind of damage did the making of that protein do to our land or our water? Or does it create climate change? So just because a food is chock full of protein doesn't mean 
it's clean protein, and, and that means either for your body or for the planet. And so that's what we've we've um, we've really exhaustively researched and assembled all of these factors to determine which kinds of protein are the cleanest and why. So we we've loved doing this. We're kind of obsessed with it, and the and the answers just keep coming up. That plant-based protein is so so good for you in so many ways so um in fact you know that i think most americans say uh will say well where are you getting your protein you know how much are you getting your protein and instead of asking about um protein grams and where you're getting your protein i think the thing to ask about is where are you getting your fiber that's the (laughs) that's the question that we should be Asking each other, are you getting enough fiber? Where are you getting your fiber? Are you sure you're getting enough fiber? Because fiber is the miracle within food that acts like a scrub brush. It pushes the gunk and the toxicity and all the stuff out of your body that you don't want in your body. So that keeps your body clean, cleaned out. It keeps your weight down because you feel full with all that natural fiber. Your belly feels full. You feel satiated so you're not overeating. Um, Your blood sugar stays steady and healthful because, you know, when you're eating lots of fiber, that fiber slows down the release of glucose. So your energy is steady. You don't get the ups and downs. And um, if your protein is devoid of fiber, it's not clean. And so as nature would have it, proteins that are devoid of fiber are usually loaded with fat and cholesterol. So if you want to break it down, animal protein uh, has no fiber ever, zilch, zero, but it does have lots of cholesterol, saturated fat, and inflammatory protein. And then in the other column, you have plant-based proteins, which are full of fiber, naturally, and they have zero cholesterol, zilch, and very little saturated fat. So we, we like to move from the column of the old proteins, the way you know, most of us grew up consuming protein, away from animal foods and toward plant-based foods, plant-based proteins. And I'm, I wish I could just carry around like 20 copies of your book because I've been asked probably not as many times as like a professional athlete who's vegan, but I've been asked, mm-hmm. where do I get my protein? Literally thousands upon thousands of times. So if I could just yeah. hand out. And that's actually, you're, you're so right. And that's actually why we wrote this book. It is a book to give to anyone who says, well, I'm concerned about protein and I'd like to eat healthier, but I really know I need this protein or I'm an athlete, so I know I need more protein or, you know, there's so much. It's like this is the book to give to someone who has those questions and those issues. So there's there's 40 recipes that are protein-rich and, you know, really easy to make, but it's not a cookbook. It's really a book that's mostly about protein, <laughs> So it answers all those questions. So, yes, I highly recommend getting 20 copies and just carrying them around and giving them out. <laughs> you know what, I might, I love time it. I'm in the street, I might do that. But, yeah, I just, it's uh, it's definitely the question more than cal. I get the calcium question, of course. I'm sure you do too. But yeah. the protein yeah. one and 
um, I just want to, so if I'm in a cranky, cranky mood, I have some kind of snarky response, but <laughs> yeah. Um, well, and that's the um, thing. It's so easy to, for us to be snarky because, you know, we're so used to it by now, but I have to tell you when I was making this shift or wanted to make this shift, my questions were earnest. I mean, I really wanted to know, but where do you get your protein and what about calcium and what about iron? And those are very real concerns. You know, because, the, you know, the industry, the livestock industry, the meat and dairy and egg, those industries, they have it obviously in their interest to make people believe that these are real serious concerns and they are going to be very unhealthy if they don't get the right kind of proteins, which they say are from animal foods. So there is a vested interest in them causing, you know, fear among uh, Americans that we're not going to get enough. So I think when people ask those questions, we have to take them really seriously, just like we had those questions. And we have to give them the time and the attention and the respect that they they have legitimate concerns. You know, even their doctors are not, you know, often educated on this stuff. As you know, that, you know, medical doctors are, are not trained in nutrition. They're not trained dietitians they get like maybe half a day of medical training uh, I mean on nutritional training so um, medical doctors <laughs> don't always give the right advice on nutrition and it's hard to navigate the muddy waters of all these confusing studies which the industry you know puts out a lot of these confusing studies so that the consumer just throws up her hands and says I, I, I'm just so confused I'm just going to eat everything in moderation and eat what I've always eaten which of course is you know a slippery slope so you can't blame people for, for wanting to know the answers so hopefully we've answered all those questions and more in clean protein because it is a serious um, issue in this country what's going on with obesity and type 2 diabetes and heart disease and cancer all that stuff you know we we really need to address our diet yeah it's a an epidemic what our, di- our diets have done to us and i can say living in france for uh, a few years now like seeing what gets eaten here somehow they're thinner than americans but i know i know on the inside right. the heart yeah. disease and the diabetes cancer rates are going through the roof um yeah so it's, and I, I love yeah. that you mentioned you have uh, you have blurbs and quotes from experts and scientists mm-hmm. and people like Dr. Michael Greger and I think that adds a lot to the validity of uh, what you're talking about in the book. Thank you, thank you. And Dr. David Katz from Yale. We have we have quotes from um, there's a, a doctor from Harvard. There's a doctor from Yale. There's Dean Ornish, there's, um, you know, we have we have quotes and passages from all kinds of medical studies and doctors. So the book is heavily researched, and we we take all that research and we put it in language that you know would have appealed to us when we were first learning about this stuff because it's confusing. I mean, again, the industry purposefully muddies the waters. And it takes a scientist to to understand all this stuff. So we really worked closely with um, a lot of experts so that we got the information down straight. We translated it correctly and made it understandable. And um, hopefully, hopefully, it'll be a protein handbook for for many years to come. 
Oh, absolutely. I, I, I know it's going to help a lot of people. Um, what would you say would be the, the top couple of foods, five foods maybe that you didn't realize were great protein sources that going into researching this book? Well, that's a great question. I would say beans are at the top of the list. Um, they are, you know, they've been a, a staple around the world for most of human history, not only because they're cheap, you know, and peasant populations could afford them and they were easily accessible, but because they're versatile, they're delicious, and they're also high in protein, fiber, iron, antioxidants, and not that people in ancient cultures thought much about it, but beans happen to be low on the glycemic index. They're gluten-free um, for the gluten-free craze that's out there. And they have been associated with lower cholesterol, balanced blood sugar, digestive regularity. So beans are, you know, you can go to the supermarket and buy a bag of beans for a couple dollars, and that's going to feed you for, you know, a week. It's just very, very inexpensive, and they don't have all the saturated fat. Um, they have zero cholesterol. They don't have um, toxins or harmful ingredients that you would find in animal products. So beans are a big one in my house. I really, really love them. And then I would say nuts, which are a bit of a miracle food. They're super high in protein, um, but they're also packed with complex carbohydrates and fiber, the kind of complex carbohydrates you need for your brain to think. Um, so if your goal is to maintain a healthy weight and have plenty of energy, then nuts are a great thing to add in. And it's interesting because the studies show that people who eat a lot of nuts um, are able to maintain their weight and even lose weight when they need to. And even with all that fat and calories in nuts and nut butters, people do tend to do better with their weight. And they're not sure if it's because of all the fiber that you are not as hungry or is it because you're snacking on nuts and therefore displacing other unhealthy snacks or is it because the digesting of those nuts takes so much more energy deep in the in the cells in the mitochondria that um, that it actually burns off more than it's it's uh, depositing in your body calorie wise so nuts are just fantastic and then I'm just going to let you know I'm not a purist I believe and I love meat alternatives and meat alternatives like veggie burgers and sausage and um, meat crumbles, I think they're just fantastic. I know a lot of people who are super healthy or they, they don't want um, processed food. But, yes, these meat alternatives like um, a burger or sausage or a chicken, you know, all made from plant-based um, ingredients, they are a bit processed in the same way that bread or pasta is processed from grains. But if you think about it, they have as much or more protein than the animal foods that are the sort of matches. But at the same time, they have zero cholesterol. They have very little saturated fat. And they have that miracle fiber, which pushes things through your system and thus keeps you really clean. So I'm a big fan of meat alternatives. Not all the time, every day, every meal. But I think it's really important to... Um, feel like you get to enjoy your traditional foods. I went out to an event last night. They um, had a food truck outside of it, 
and they were serving burgers. And I, I just loved being able to participate and like, yeah, we're having burgers. And they had veggie burgers <laughs> and they have veggie hot dogs, you know. Are they? Is it a bowl of rice and beans? Is it ideal? No, but it was really fun, and I feel like I'm still participating in the life that I grew up loving. So I'm a big fan of that. And then I also love quinoa. Obviously, it's a whole protein. All that It's got all your amino acids, and most people think it's a grain because it looks like a grain, it tastes like a grain, it acts like a grain, but it's actually a seed. And it's just an excellent base for mixed bowls or if you can put it into salads or use it as a bed and put on grilled tofu or vegetables. I eat it for breakfast. I chop in nuts and dates or, you know, bananas or whatever, and I pour on hot soy milk or almond milk, and it's just a fantastic breakfast. And it's got, um, I think, per cup, it's got like eight grams of complete protein. It's got all that fiber again. So um, I really love it, and I think it's one of those things that, again, is very inexpensive. It's super easy to store in your pantry, and it's very quick to make. So I'm a big fan of that. And, you know, back to the um, um, purity part again, protein powders. Yes, that's a cheat. Protein powders are a cheat, but I need a cheat every once in a while because um, I get very busy. I'm running from you know appointment to appointment, and I don't always have time to shop for things. So it's the perfect quick nutritional fix that I I have in smoothies, or mixed into a cashew-based yogurt. Um, I I look for a base of pea or hemp or rice or soy. And then um, most of the protein powders out there are between 13 and 30 grams of protein. And it's, you know, I throw in some frozen fruit. I, my favorite one right now is um, uh, strawberries and pineapple. And uh, I put in some frozen broccoli. So I'm getting my head of vegetables, fruits, protein, everything. And I just, I just really like it. And then I'll just end um, with seeds because seeds – you know, we sometimes forget about pumpkin seeds and all that, but seeds have more protein than nuts, even more minerals than nuts, and and they they have less saturated fat, so they're they're high in in most of the amino acids, and um, some are excellent sources of omega three fatty acids. So I eat a lot in my smoothie. I mix in some ground flax. You want to grind it up before you put it in so that, you know, it's accessible by the body unless you have a high-powered blender like a, a Vitamix. And then I put chia seeds on top. I don't mix it into my smoothie because um, then it turns into sludge. But the chia is just fantastic because it just fills you up, and I, I know I'm getting my omega-3 fatty acids, which makes me very happy. So those are my favorite <laughs> proteins, but there's also, you know, um, whole grains, uh, vegetables. Everything has protein. Everything that grows in the ground or on trees has protein. But those are my favorite sort of high, highly concentrated proteins. Yeah, I, I like to share that even strawberries have protein. And people look at me yeah. like, what? <laughs> yeah. Um, you, yeah. Know, you know what? We are almost out of time. and We didn't even get to talk about all the incredible recipes so I'm just going to have to have you on again. <laughs> okay. But we're, okay, great. Yeah, that, went, that went way too fast. I'm like, wait a second. We only I have know. like a minute left. That's because um, I'm a blabbermouth. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no. But there, 
Oh, thank you. Well, there are tons of good recipes, and they're all protein-rich. They're they're selected. We have a lot of celebrity chefs and famous people and athletes who who wrote recipes for the book, and they're all um, protein-dense recipes that are all plant-based. So I hope you enjoy them. Yes, absolutely. I made the curried red lentils um, with onions. Um, mm. That was really, really yummy, but... Anyway, oh, yeah, we great. have to say goodbye. I'm so disappointed, but this is a lot of fun, and I'm really happy for you, and keep doing what you're doing, Kathy. I appreciate it a lot, and I know you. a lot of people do. Thank you. I love being part of this community. All of you guys are just amazing. It's a great community. Oh, that's sweet. Well, um, good luck, and stay safe, and I know this will be another big success for you. Thank you so much. And thanks for having me on. I loved our conversation. Oh, me too. Take care, Kathy. Talk to you soon. Okay. You too. Take care. Bye-bye. So thank you, Kathy Freston, for coming on today. That was a great interview and way too short. Um, So definitely check out Clean Protein. It has lots of great recipes in it and nutrition tips. Um, If you would like to go plant-based or vegan or just want to get healthier, please go to my website, livenaturallivewell.com, and there's a contact tab on there. You can email me. Um, I do phone consultations all over the world. And please tune in. I'm going to be having on Dr. Michael Greger next week of Nutrition Facts. I'm going to be having on the Vice President of PETA, Dan Matthews, in a few weeks. So please tune in, and if you have any questions, be in touch. Follow me on Twitter, and stay healthy, be well, and look forward to hearing from you.